You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Falato's Fantasy Corner here on the Big Blue View Radio Network. I am the host, Nick Falato, and we're going to dive right into all the matchups for Week 6. Now, everybody... Pay attention to week seven because week seven, there are a lot of bye weeks. This week, week six, you have the Falcons, Saints, Jets, and 49ers, some key fantasy players that are bye. But next week, in week seven, the Bills, the Cowboys, the Steelers, the Vikings, and the Chargers will all be bye. Go to your waiver wire now and look for quarterback replacements for Dak Prescott, for Justin Herbert, for Josh Allen, somebody like... Ryan Tannehill, who has proven to be a good fantasy quarterback in the past. It hasn't happened this year. The offensive line kind of sucks. A.J. Brown's been injured. Julio Jones has been injured. But they should be back for Monday Night Football. And then in Week 7, they play the Chiefs. And that's going to be a wide-open game. A lot of points put on the board. Anytime the Chiefs are out there with how their defense is playing, you want to start opposing offensive players because it usually results in fantasy points, as we've seen this season. So definitely look to... Find a quarterback streamer and not have to bid fab or or burn a waiver wire on them. Plan ahead and always look for the next week's bye week so you can get a defense that you might want and look for the matchups. Just always pay attention to that. It's just a little trick that can give you an edge and save you money in your fab leagues if you're in a fab league. Anyways, let's move on to those Kansas City Chiefs traveling to the Washington football team to play Taylor Heineke and company. And this is a 54 and a half point over-under. One of the juiciest games on the slate. The Chiefs are favored by six and a half on the road. Obviously, you're starting Pat Mahomes. I love Taylor Heineke this week. I think Taylor Heineke is a great streamer to plug into your lineup. I actually have him as a top 10 quarterback, which is wild to think. But with no Chris Jones playing in this game, who is the star defensive lineman for Steve Spagnuolo in that defense, I really like what... Washington can do from an offensive standpoint because you know their defense as bad as it's been under Jack Del Rio they're not going to be able to stop Kansas City and Pat Mahomes and Daryl Williams and all these players and Daryl Williams that's somebody I have him in my top 15 I'm starting him I like Daryl Williams you got him off the free agent wire there is no Clyde Edwards Alaire you're rolling him out you're rolling Antonio Gibson out even though he's dealing with this shin but he's still heavily involved had over 20 carries last week it's a couple catches here and there obviously if you have Gibson you're going to start him and then JD McKissick I think is somebody you can roll out there this is more of a game script that fits McKissick had four targets last week only came down with the one pass but I expect more of a uh involvement for J.D. McKissick this week as opposed to last week even though that was a competitive game as well so I would roll him out as a flex option definitely more valuable in full point PPR leagues than anything else I'm not probably going to start Jarek McKinnon I want to go down that route but he's a name to monitor in deeper full point PPR leagues let's go to the tight ends real quick Travis Kelsey you're starting and Ricky Seals Jones you know what if you're in the one of those teams that just can't figure it out on the tight end 
plug Ricky Seals Jones into your lineup. Look, Terry McLaurin is dealing with an injury. He's more than likely going to play. Diami Brown, he is also dealing with an injury. He did not dress last week and may not play here. And there's just going to be so many targets in the middle of the field for Taylor Heineke in this Washington offense. And he loves looking at the tight end position with no Logan Thomas. Ricky Seals Jones should step in and be that guy. Last week, he had nine targets, 41 yards, caught five balls. Now, you add a touchdown onto that, that's a really good tight end game. So I have a lot of confidence in Ricky Seals-Jones in this matchup. And then the wide receivers here, if Terry McLaurin's active, you're playing him. Tyree Kill, if he's active, you're playing him. He will more than likely be active, even though he has the questionable mark next to him. I don't know if I want to go down the Mecole Hardman route. Curtis Samuel's out in this game, the Josh Gordon route. If I had to pick one, it would be Mecole Hardman coming off of a 12-target game. Didn't do all that much. I mean, he had nine catches. A lot of them were just quick get the football out of your hands. But I think this the way Washington's defense is, they can't figure out how to stop primary options. So I think this could be a big Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey game. So I don't necessarily have confidence in that unless it's a deeper league. Moving on, though, to Houston and Indianapolis. So the Houston Texans will travel to the Indianapolis Colts. This game is a 43.5 point over-under, and the Colts are favored by 10 at home. We saw what Houston did last week at home against the New England Patriots. Almost pulled off that upset. It looks like Davis Mills isn't as bad of a quarterback as many people thought, but I don't think he's going to go into Indianapolis and win this game. I, I do like Carson Wentz this week. Top 15 quarterback for me. He proved a lot on Monday Night Football, could not end up getting the win, which was unfortunate. And I know one of the plays was a 76-yard touchdown screen from Jonathan Taylor, but Houston's defense is not Baltimore's defense, even though Baltimore's defense isn't what we thought Baltimore's defense would be. Carson Wentz, I think he's startable. Davis Mills, I'm not going to go down there. Jonathan Taylor, you're definitely starting. Naheem Hines, deep PPR leagues. You can plug him in. I have him in my top 35, but I don't feel comfortable with it. I, I don't like relying on players that don't have a consistent floor, and Hines doesn't have a consistent floor. He can get you one point, and then he can get you 30 points. I don't want to be, I don't want to put him in my lineup when he gets the one point. And you know what, if he's sitting on my bench and he gets 30 points, that's fine with me because I'm not going to roll the dice on him. And this game script doesn't set up for him all that well anyways, which probably means he's going to go out and score 30 points because that's just how fantasy football is. It's a, it's a wild, wild game. Brandon Cooks, look, he didn't have the He didn't have the game a lot of people wanted last week because New England is so good at scheming out the number one option at the wide receiver position. He had three catches, only five targets for 23 yards, and the Texans ended up putting up mad points. But this is a bounce-back spot against Indianapolis. You can throw on Indianapolis. Indianapolis isn't necessarily the, the best defense in terms of guarding the wide receiver position. They rank 25th right now in guarding the wide receiver position. So I'm plugging him in with confidence. Michael Pittman Jr., I'm plugging him in with confidence as well. Houston hasn't been terrible. They rank 7th in the league, but Michael Pittman Jr., as long as T.Y. Hilton doesn't step in because he could be active in this game, T.Y. Hilton, everybody knows that he just always just absolutely takes out the Texans. And it would be wild if he did it again. He did it last year when he seemed over the hill, which was kind of crazy. But this looks like a Michael Pittman Jr., type of game. It looks like he's assuming that number one wide receiver role with the Colts. He's just been very, very consistent with his target share and all the action that he's been seeing. So I'm starting him as a wide receiver too. Hopefully he gets in the end zone like he did on Monday Night Football. I'm not going to entertain any other receiving options other than Cook and Pittman in this game. And I really don't want to entertain any of these tight ends. I think Mo Cox could be okay because the Texans have been dead last in giving up fantasy points to the tight end position but you're relying on him getting a touchdown and I don't know if I want to go down that route he easily could he could have two touchdowns in this game that's just kind of Mo Cox's game Carson Wentz likes to look for him in the red zone so if you're in a a deeper 
league, 12 to 14 people, and there is no Ricky Seals-Jones. You didn't get Dalton Schultz or Dawson Knox. You didn't start Zach Ertz. Then, yeah, you can go with someone like a Mo Alley-Cox, who right now, let me check my rankings, I have Mo Alley-Cox ranked in my top 20, and I have him at 17, just before Jonu Smith. All right, let's move on, though, to the next matchup here. We are going to go over the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields getting the start. Was dinged up a little bit, but he's going to be playing in this game, even though Andy Dalton's back active. This is his game. This is his team now. It is. And this is a 44-point over-under. Not necessarily great. The Packers are favored by six on the road. The Chicago Bears offense has just been kind of gross, to be honest, for fantasy purposes. They haven't been hitting explosive plays. They've been methodically moving the football, and then they kind of bogged down a lot in the red zone they're relying on good defensive performances to to get their team to w's and that's probably not going to work against aaron Rodgers. if you have aaron Rodgers, you're going to play him justin fields i mean i want to have confidence in him as a fantasy quarterback obviously he has the legs to do a lot of damage we haven't seen that yet this season i think it could still happen but i have him as my quarterback 17 right now and I actually have Daniel Jones ranked one spot ahead of him now that he's cleared and active I don't even know how to feel about that because I think Daniel Jones may be a little bit more hesitant to run the football after getting his bell rung last week and I know the Rams are a good defense but you can throw in the Rams as well and if Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton are healthy for for this game I think the Giants may be able to move the football maybe just a little bit just a little bit and that could just be blind blind faith but we'll see how that happens it's just a a big upgrade from Mike Lennon to Daniel Jones for the running backs Aaron Jones you're gonna play and I really think you can start Khalil Herbert I have him as a top I think 21 guy at 18 carries last week 75 yards Damian Williams is out with COVID-19 he tested positive he's on he's in the protocol right now so he's not going to be ready by Sunday so I think Khalil Herbert is somebody that you could probably check your free agent wire right now at home in a game script that doesn't set up perfectly for him but he can be a receiver and there's not that many running backs for Chicago to throw out there right now I mean even guys like Ryan Nall are questionable he's probably going to be active for the game but it's Khalil Herbert's backfield now that Williams and Montgomery are both out so I'm confident in starting a player like Khalil Herbert in 12 team leagues especially if you're a little desperate AJ Dillon I don't want to release A.J. Dillon. He's been playing really well. He's catching passes. They're using him. They're spelling Aaron Jones, and this is becoming more of a timeshare than a lot of people imagine, but I don't necessarily want to start him either. Now, the Bears right now in the NFL, they rank ninth in allowing fantasy points to the running back position. So, I'm probably not going to be starting A.J. Dillon, but you could do worse and start somebody else because I, I think he's definitely somebody, if he falls into the end zone, he can return a pretty solid fantasy day for for your team. I have him as my running back 33 right now, so he he's somebody that I consider to put on paper right there. You know, he didn't fall out of my top 35, but there are, could be better options just because there were so many injuries across the NFL to the running back position that you may have been able to pick up on the free agent wire, guys like Khalil Herbert, for instance. Moving on, actually, well, let's just talk on the tight ends. Robert Tunyon, I, I don't want to play Robert Tunyon. I mean, he's just been abysmal this entire season, so I would look to get another tight end other than him. And then Cole Komet, similar. This offense just doesn't really have that much upside. And then the wide receivers, Devontae Adams, start him, one of the best wide receivers in the league. And I, I honestly don't want to start any other wide receiver here. I'm not going to start Allen Robinson. I, I don't want to start Darnell Mooney. He can go off for a long touchdown, catch a long pass. Yeah, that, that can happen, but 
I just don't trust the Chicago Bears offense right now. And then I'm not going to start another Packers wide receiver. Moving on to the Rams and the Giants. Oh, geez. What is the over-under for the Rams and Giants game? It is a 48.5 point over-under, but the Rams favored by 9 points, making the West Coast trip to the East for a 1 o'clock Eastern time start, which is something that a lot of people monitor because sometimes teams get off the slow starts when they have to do that. Well, hopefully, for the New York Giants' sake, that does happen. Matthew Stafford, plug him in, top 10 guy, start him this week. Daniel Jones, I think you can start, but I'm a little bit hesitant to, to do so. Again, I have him in my top 16. I believe I have him at 16 right now, as I said earlier. And he could easily dump the ball off to Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony can make something crazy happen. He can throw the ball because as long as you avoid Jalen Ramsey, the secondary isn't what it was last year without Troy Hill, without Brandon Staley as the coordinator, without John Johnson, who's now a Cleveland Brown. So I think you can move the football through the air. And I think Daniel Jones is somebody that you can consider, definitely consider in super flex leagues. He's a starter in super flex leagues. In single quarterback leagues, I mean, I'd rather go with someone like a Carson Wentz, Trevor Lawrence, Kirk Cousins, a Taylor Heineke, a Joe Burrow, than, than Daniel Jones. But he's somebody that you can certainly consider. Now, moving on to the running backs, Daryl Henderson, he's a top 15 play easily, probably top 10 play. So he's definitely somebody who I'm plugging into my lineup and not thinking twice about. Devontae Booker, look, you probably spent fab on him. You wanted to go and get him. I think he's an okay player. I don't think the Giants' current state of their offensive line is going to allow them to run the football effectively as long as it's not Saquon Barkley, who can make magic out of of nothing sometimes, but still even that's something that doesn't happen all that frequently. So I'm not overly excited to start Devontae Booker. The Giants hopefully can like move the ball down the field, get within the five-yard line, and punch it into the end zone with someone like Booker. And I think if you got him on the free agency if you got him off the waiver wire you probably want to start him but I have Alex Collins ahead of him Latavius Murray Melvin Gordon Cleo Herbert Chuba Hubbard Zach Moss all those players over someone like Devontae Booker he's 25th for me right now as for wide receivers I think you can start both Cooper Cup and Robert Woods if Sterling Shepard is 100% healthy I think he can be considered for a low-end wide receiver three but hamstring injuries pop up Sterling Shepard has been injured in the past so just know you're kind of playing with fire doing that which brings me to Kadarius Tony. look Kadarius Tony, I think he can be a low-end wide receiver two possibly a a wide receiver three that kind of territory right now he's in my rankings at 27 so he's just outside of wide receiver two and I think you can start him because you know Jason Garrett's looking at this kid's skill set and they're going to design touches for him and run a bunch of plays for him and you're going to give him handoffs and they're going to give him wildcat possibly down in the goal line if the Giants get that far so I look at Kadarius Tony and I say, okay, in these three wide receiver leagues, you know, 12 team, even 10 team, you can definitely think about starting someone like him. And Deshaun Jackson could catch a long touchdown, but you're not going to roll the dice and and start someone like that. Best ball, maybe, but you're not starting in best ball anyways. And same with Van Jefferson. I'm just not going to go that deep down the rabbit hole. But Tyler Higby is definitely somebody I'm entertaining. Evan Ingram, look, Evan Ingram's given all these opportunities all the time, and he never really kind of allows you to to be proud if you start him, I guess I should say. Evan Ingram right now, I have him ranked as my tight end 16. I'd rather start Tyler Conklin, Jared Cook, Dan Arnold, who's starting over there in London, the Miami-Jacksonville game. So you just, uh, when you start him, you kind of close your eyes and hope that he catches a touchdown. You know they devise plays into the red zone for him a lot of the time. It's just Hasn't been pretty basically since the New York Giants drafted Evan Ingram, unfortunately. But let's move on to the Cincinnati Bengals and the Detroit 
Lions. Like Joe Burrow, have him in my top 10 this week. Detroit has been sneaky good against opposing quarterbacks. They rank in the top out of the top 12 in limiting points. They average about 17 fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks a game, which is actually pretty solid. But I still like Joe Burrow in this matchup with Jamar Chase and with T. Higgins, with Tyler Boyd, and with a Joe Mixon that looks like he's going to be healthy for this affair. He dressed last week, got in the end zone, but wasn't the primary back. Samaj P. Ryan, he is out because of COVID. So Joe Mixon, if he dresses, which is looking like he does, I think he's someone that you can start and have some confidence with. Hopefully he doesn't have a setback during the game, but Detroit has just been absolutely terrible against the running back position. Detroit ranks 29th. They allow just under 30 points a game to the running back position. So Joe Mixon, you can plug him in in those situations. And I also think DeAndre Swift is somebody that you should start. His workload's been expanding. The Cincinnati Bengals run defense started hot, and then they faced James Robinson on that Thursday night football game, and it was not a pretty look for them. And they allowed just over 25 fantasy points a game to the running back position. So I think you can go with both of these guys. Jamal Williams, he's a low-end flex type of player. I have him ranked in my top 35, and I may have to start him in a league just because it's a really, really deep type of league, but I don't really feel great about it. They're at home, though. The Bengals haven't been great recently against the run, so I guess those are things that you can take away, but I really like DeAndre Swift. He's the player that I think is going to benefit from this struggling Bengals run defense, I guess you could say. And then Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, I think you can start all of them. Amon Ross St. Brown in really, really deep leagues. He had eight targets the last two games, and I think that's good for him. He operates out of the slot a lot. Jared Goff gets the football out of his hand. I think St. Brown in full point PPR leagues, deeper leagues, in consideration. I don't have him ranked in my top 35, though. And All the three Bengals receivers, I think you can also play. I feel best about Jamar Chase, and then T. Higgins, and then Tyler Boyd. Looking at their rankings right now, I have Jamar Chase in my top 10. So I'm really, really confident Jamar Chase. I have T. Higgins at 24, so a very, very low-end wide receiver too. And then Tyler Boyd I have at 35, my last ranked player on the slate. And look, TJ Hawkinson, he's been dealing with his knee injury. Defenses have been focusing on him. If you have TJ Hawkinson and you didn't get a Ricky Seals-Jones and you didn't get a lot of these other players, then I think you're going to have to start TJ Hawkinson. And I actually have him out of my top five for the first time, I think, this season. I have him at six. I, I would consider, though, even bumping him down a little bit more because of the presences of guys like Mike Kosicki, Hunter Henry, Ricky Seals-Jones. They're all behind TJ Hawkinson, but I can understand the frustration for TJ Hawkinson. I think I'm ready to... Still start him, though. I know the targets have been not great. The receptions totals, the fantasy points haven't been great since week two against Green Bay. They really haven't, but I think it could come around. It's a home game. The Bengals' defense isn't all that great, so I'm willing to start him here, have him still ranked high, but if he burns me again, then you really have to look at other options because that would be four weeks in a row. Chargers and Baltimore. Look, though, this game is filled with a lot of fantasy greatness. 51 point over under. Baltimore is favored by two and a half points. Another West Coast team traveling east. Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, plug him in. Austin Eckler, plug him in. Latavius Murray. I'm not going to say plug him in, but I think Latavius Murray is definitely somebody that you could start. Hopefully, he falls in the end zone for you. Have him as a low end running back, too. Have him at 23, just in front of Alex Collins. And this. Chargers team, if there's something you can do against him is you can run the football, and we know Baltimore loves running the football. That's what they do. That's what they want to do. 
And it could be a little bit of Tyson Williams, which could get annoying. It doesn't look like Le'Veon Bell is going to see that many more carries. Devonta Freeman is going to get a couple touches here and there. But Latavius Murray is, I guess, their main back, you can say. Although Tyson Williams at least dressed last week and received some touches as well. But if I had Latavius Murray, I think this is a matchup I'm willing to start him. This is a matchup where there's going to be a lot of points scored. Football is going to be moving, and you're at home. Now, these wide receivers, Mike Williams is questionable for this game. He hasn't practiced basically all week. He wasn't spotted at the Friday practice, according to the beat guys out there for Los Angeles. So you're going to need some contingency plans for Mike Williams if he's not able to dress in this game. And that's going to bump up Keenan Allen. That's going to bump up Jared Cook. If he does dress, I'm going to start him because the guy is just playing out of his mind right now. But you know he does have a pretty long history of getting injured. So you're going to want to definitely check out that situation on Sunday morning. Marquise Brown, you're starting. He's top 15 guy for me. He's just been playing really well. More targets could go his way with no Sammy Watkins in this game. It also looks like the rookie Rashad Bateman could be making his first start. He's expected to be activated off the IR and, and be available for this game. I think he's worth an add if you need this passing attack of the Ravens already has two top weapons in Marquise Brown who's having a true breakout season and Mark Andrews. Both of them are players that need to be started in this game. But I think Rashad Bateman can slowly grow into a nice role here and be a really pivotal type of weapon on third down and short because he's so good at releasing off the line of scrimmage and winning inside. And as for the Chargers and their wide receivers, like I said before, Keenan Allen, you're starting Mike Williams. You're going to start if he is active, but that's yet to be determined. I think Jared Cook, especially if Mike Evans isn't there, can start. He only got one catch last week, even though it was for 29 yards, not getting it done. This game against Baltimore could be different, especially, like I said, if Mike Williams is not available in this game. The Chargers right now, just talking about the tight end position, they surrender the 31st most points, 19. Just beneath them is the Baltimore Ravens at 19.2. Two and the Chargers are 19.3. So both these teams give up a lot of fantasy points to the tight end position, something to definitely look at. Let's move on to the next matchup, which is the Minnesota Vikings going to the Carolina Panthers. 45.5 point over-under with the Vikings favored by 2.5. Looks like Dalvin Cook, who practiced in full on Thursday and Friday, will be playing in this game. Actually, Alexander Madison now is dealing with an injury. So, But you're not starting Alexander Madison. Like I said, if, if Dalvin Cook is healthy, I think... Kirk Cousins and Sam Darnold are both playable, even though Kirk Cousins has kind of struggled the last two games fantasy-wise, and Sam Darnold had a terrible week last week. I have Sam Darnold at 13. I have Kirk Cousins at 11. I think they are both startable even in one-quarterback leagues. Moving on, though, to this running back position. Look, no Christian McCaffrey. Dalvin Cook, you're smash. You're playing him. Top five guy. Chuba Hubbard, I have him as a top 21 guy. I think I have him actually at 18 to be specific. And I think he's somebody that you can play in this matchup. When you look at the Minnesota Vikings and how their run defense is, they rank 21st in the NFL, allowing 26.6 fantasy points to the running back position. I think Chuba Hubbard, we saw last week the workload that he was able to get, something that he didn't receive in his first start. But Hubbard had 24 carries, went north of 100 yards, was also involved in the passing game, had five catches on six targets for 33 yards. Those are all things you want to see from him in the stead of Christian McCaffrey, who may be back next week, but we have to wait and see. So I think both those guys are starting assets. As for these tight ends, I really don't want anything to do with either of them, except for maybe Tyler Conklin especially if something happens to Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson ends up missing the game. Conklin had the breakout performance in week three. 
but he hasn't really done much since then. So I have him as I have him in my rankings of top twenty, but it's not somebody I necessarily want to rely on. And the wide receivers, Justin Jefferson's active. You're playing him. Looks like he doesn't have an injury designation going into Sunday. I know he was dinged up in practice, so he looks like he's going to be good to go. Obviously, you're going to plug him in play, top seven guy. DJ Moore is another top seven guy, and you're going to be playing him. But as for any of these other fantasy assets, I don't love him. Adam Thielen I have ranked, but I think I have him at like 32 right now. I think in three wide receiver, 12-plus team leagues, he's somebody to consider. But the volume hasn't been there for Adam Thielen quite yet. And Carolina's defense is somebody who could bring the pressure. It might lead to just a lot of quick passes where Adam Thielen can win but he has been a little bit more of a big play guy so far this season right now looking at these defenses the Carolina Panthers rank fourth in the NFL with fantasy points given up to the wide receiver position so they're pretty pretty restrictive at allowing that and then the Vikings are 14th so should be a fun rushing attack type of game but also Justin Jefferson is an absolute stud as is DJ Moore so any of either of those two players can just break out and have a great game Arizona and Cleveland. Alrighty, so the Arizona Cardinals traveling to the Cleveland Browns. No Nick Chubb in this game. No Chandler Jones. It's a it's a game where there's going to be heavy wins. So I think all of that is important to kind of look at as the over-under has been going down. It started off a little bit high, and now it's at 49. So it's still juicy, and I'm still thinking it could go under with the Browns favored by three. Arizona is undefeated traveling all the way to Cleveland for this matchup. And there's still players in this game that I want to start. I mean, Kyler Murray won quarterback leagues. You're going to be starting him. It hasn't been great the last two games. He's dealing with a, a right shoulder issue on his throwing arm, which isn't which isn't ideal, especially since last year he had the shoulder issue that, that restricted his fantasy output towards the end of the year. But he only had 13 points against San Francisco. He can have a bounce back. This is a really good pass rush he's going to be facing. DeAndre Hopkins will be active for this game. You're going to start him. I don't know if I want to start Rondell Moore or Christian Kirk. I I really don't, especially with the weather. And if it's only like, you know, 15 mile per hour winds, I don't think it's that bad. But if it starts getting into the 20s, like like some reports are suggesting, then that's probably going to limit the, the downfield passing attack a little bit. And you're going to see a lot more line of scrimmage type plays, which could benefit someone like Rondell Moore in a full point PPR league. But only in deeper leagues, I think I'm interested in someone like Rondell Moore, Christian Kirk, and AJ Green. But DeAndre is somebody I will start. And Odell Beckham Jr., I mean, he's frustrating. How, how does your team put up 45 points and you only score... Or 42 points, I should say, and you only scored four fantasy points in full-point PPR leagues. That's kind of wild, to be honest. I, I would rather get away from Odell Beckham Jr. this week, if you can. But Arizona is a team that you can have success throwing the football on. They rank 24th right now in fantasy points allowed. They've given up just over 40 fantasy points to the position, whereas Cleveland is a little bit more... Uh, sturdy, I guess you could say, against wide receivers. They rank 13th with 36, giving up a game fantasy points in general. And the tight ends, I think Austin Hooper is, I haven't ranked, but not necessarily desirable, especially with David Njoku doing what he did last week. Austin Hooper gave you a goose egg. So not something you want to necessarily do. So David Njoku, though, playing more snaps with no Jarvis Landry and, and and uh, the Browns being a little bit more reliant on 12 personnel. He had seven catches on seven targets for 149 yards and 71 yard touchdown last week David Njoku you know he has that athletic upside I think if you're very desperate you can go down that rabbit hole I don't really know if I necessarily want to and then Max Williams is on the IR now they just traded for Zach Ertz but Zach Ertz is not going to play in this game because he played on Thursday night football for the Philadelphia Eagles and scored a touchdown all right before we get into the rest of these games though let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors here at SB Nation support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning 
As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Start off with the early game in this second half, which is the Miami Dolphins quote-unquote traveling to Jacksonville to play the Jags up there in England. That's where the game is going to be held. And in this game, I think you have some good fantasy starts here. I think Trevor Lawrence is a good fantasy start. I have him in my top 15. I think James Robinson is an excellent fantasy start against the Miami Dolphins, a team that has just been terrible at disallowing running backs from scoring touchdowns. Miami ranks 31st in the league just behind the New York Jets in allowing fantasy points to the running back position. So they are a team that can be run on, and I think James Robinson should be in for a really nice game this week in London or in England if it's just outside of London, just to be specific. And then Miles Gaskin, I think he's the one that you that you are really wondering about because last week he had two touchdowns against the Bucks, both through the air, 10 targets, 10 catches, but it looks like Tua might be starting in this game. Is Tua going to target the running back position as much as Jacoby Brissett did in this game? I'm not 100% certain, but I think if you have Miles Gaskin, you may not have a better option than, than a Miles Gaskin to, to kind of throw into your flex. I think you probably do for a running back one, maybe even a running back two. I have Miles Gaskin right now ranked as my 19th running back, so a running back two, low-end running back two. Definitely somebody that you can entertain and start. I would imagine that he's going to be able to run the football a bit against Jacksonville. Jacksonville's run defense isn't all that great. It's not as bad as the Dolphins, but it's not all that great. And you didn't see as much Malcolm Brown last week. You didn't see as much Salvin Ahmed. You saw a little bit more Miles Gaskin. He had that third down role, and I think I'm comfortable with starting him in that role. I would start Chuba Hubbard over him, Zach Moss, Daryl Williams. I'd probably start Miles Gaskin over someone like Khalil Herbert, though. Maybe even a Josh Jacobs against Denver with everything going on with the Raiders at the moment. So that's kind of where I'm at with Miles Gaskin. I think he is a low end running back to kind of more of a flex. Marvin Jones Jr is definitely somebody that you can start. There will be no Xavier Howard in this game. So I think Marvin Jones Jr., who had six targets and only caught one of them last week, I think that's going to turn. He's had two down games in a row before having three games of 10-plus PPR fantasy points. I think he's in for a nice outing right here against the Miami Dolphins without their star cornerback. And LaVisca Chenault, I don't want to start. I really don't want to start to have him ranked in my top 35, but he would be a three-wide receiver flex type of guy. I think Jalen Waddle, somebody I want to believe in, but we haven't seen it yet. He runs a ton of underneath routes, and I think his involvement with this offense and effectiveness overall will be impacted by Tua Tungabailoa starting over someone like a 
Jacoby Brissett. I think he'll have an uptick, but I don't have the gumption right now to start Jalen Waddle. I think Mike Gesicki, that's somebody that you can roll out there. I know he's probably going to take a hit with no Jacoby Brissett, but Devontae Parker is not playing in this game. Target's got to go somewhere. And they're probably going to be funneled to Waddle and Gesicki. I'm a little bit more confident with Gesicki than Waddle, even though we haven't seen it as consistently with someone like Tua. So that's kind of where I'm at right there with with the Miami Dolphins just pass catching situation the over under in this game too just because I didn't say it before 47 and the Dolphins are favored by three we'll see if Urban Meyer and this Jacksonville Jaguar team can can get the get the wins that have just been so evasive for them it seems like and just have not necessarily resulted into any kind of success on the football field I think a deep sleeper in this game if I had to choose somebody somebody that interests me even though they're going to be by next week, but I think he could have a nice rule down the stretch of the season, and it's at a position that there's not a lot of good fantasy output, and that's tight end is Dan Arnold for the Jacksonville Jags. Jaguars, man, they traded for this guy, so they they hold him in high esteem, and they traded a good good asset too, C.J. Henderson, who didn't want to be in Jacksonville anymore, despite the fact that he was a Florida Gator. So I I think the I think that's something that you should definitely look at this week to see how involved he is. And that game, if you're on the Pacific like I am, it's like super early in the morning, which is unfortunate. It's early for the East Coasters too. So we'll wait and see what actually happens with that. But let's get back to the main slate, even though that's technically on the slate. And let's dive into the Raiders and the Denver Broncos. Look, John Gruden's not there. That's going to affect this team offensively. It really is. We, we know that entire situation and how the – Las Vegas Raiders are now without their offensive head coach, and they didn't look great last week. It seemed like maybe they knew something was going to happen, or I'm not 100% certain the game plan was probably really effective. And now they have to go into Denver, a division rival, a team, a defense that's really, really stout. I'm not overly optimistic about these Las Vegas Raiders offensive pieces. I don't really want to start any of them other than Darren Waller. Darren Waller is somebody you're always going to start, but he's not my tight end two now. He's my tight end three because Mark Andrews had his breakout performance. So that's the only Raider I think I'm willing to entertain outside of possibly Josh Jacobs. This is a really, really good run defense, a top five run defense in terms of allowing fantasy points to the position at running back. This game script doesn't set up well for Josh Jacobs, but if you're very desperate, I think you can go in that direction. I personally don't want to. I actually have him, I think, in my top 24 and I want to lower him off that the thing I like about Josh Jacobs is the last couple games he's been seeing targets but he hasn't really done all that much with them so that's kind of where I'm at with Josh Jacobs I like Javante Williams if Melvin Gordon doesn't play in this game Melvin Gordon is questionable with his hip injury but they both just siphon each other's fantasy points away it's unfortunate the Raiders allow fantasy points to the position. This over-under in this game is 43.5, so it's not great. I don't love many fantasy assets here. I think Teddy Bridgewater could have a good game, and that's probably going to impact Cortland Sutton, who I think is startable, Tim Patrick in deeper leagues. But overall, this isn't necessarily a, a game I want to target. I think Brendan McManus and maybe Daniel Carlson are, are kickers. That may be interesting because their offenses may be able to move the football, but I don't even have that much faith in the Raiders' offense right now with the current state of that organization. Moving on, though, to Dallas and New England. Look, there's some fantasy assets here, but you know Bill Belichick and that defense is going to shut somebody down. Now, is that CeeDee Lamb or is that Amari Cooper? It's a little bit scary, but you're starting Dak Prescott. You're probably not going to entertain Mac Jones. You're starting Ezekiel Elliott. Tony Pollard is flex-worthy, and I don't really want to start any Patriots running back. I think Brendan Bolden might be like the best one to start, but the Dallas Cowboys have been pretty good at allowing 
or disallowing fantasy points to the running back position. They're eighth right now in the NFL. New England is somewhat of a one-dimensional offense, and I expect Dan Quinn to want to stop the run. Damian Harris has a chest injury. It's not even certain that he's going to play in this game. If he doesn't, I think Ramondre Stevenson is somebody you can look at to maybe add and put on your bench, especially if Damian Harris misses next game because they get the New York Jets. But this game doesn't set up well for the New England Patriots. And outside of Jacoby Myers, I'm probably not... Jacoby Myers and Hunter Henry, I'm not entertaining anybody else. Hunter Henry, I think, is a solid start. Have him as a top 10 tight end this week just because he's been seeing a lot of volume and he's producing with it. I think Dalton Schultz is somebody to start as well. The Patriots have been pretty good against opposing tight ends right now. Something to probably look at and see how the pages are going to play this this receiving core. I don't think Dalton Schultz is going to be the primary guy that they're going to be looking to stop. It's probably going to be CeeDee Lamb and Omari Cooper, but they're also really good underneath as well. I think Schultz is definitely startable. doesn't really matter. The Patriots are pretty good against that position. I think if you have Dalton Schultz, you're going to roll with Dalton Schultz. But outside of that in this game with an over-under of 50 and a half, with the Cowboys favored by three and a half, it's a lot of scoring. You're starting a lot of those stud Cowboys. You're hoping that CeeDee Lamb or Amari Cooper, whoever gets Belichicked, finds a way to, to break away from that for a big play to give you some fantasy points. But outside that, Dallas's defense, I think, is a, is a worthy start as well. Seattle and Pittsburgh, Sunday night football, no Russell Wilson, terrible. 42.5 point over under, 5.5 favorite for the Pittsburgh Steelers as Geno Smith goes into this game. I don't really like anybody in this game other than Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson. I think if you have DK Metcalf, you're probably going to start him. I have him more as a wide receiver two. He's not a wide receiver one with Geno Smith, but you throw it in his direction, he can come down with it. Tyler Lockett, I don't really love this week either. He, hopefully he can win yards after the catch. I have him as a wide receiver three at 26. I have DK Metcalf at 13. Probably should even lower him from there. I think Chase Claypool is somebody to entertain for sure. He's at 20. Deontay Johnson's at 9 for me. All of those guys I think are interesting. I don't care about any of the tight ends in this game. I think Alex Collins is somebody that should be rostered and possibly played. But this is a road game with Geno Smith as your quarterback in Pittsburgh. One of the better run defenses in the National Football League. So I have Alex Collins ranked, but it's more as a running back 3. He's definitely not somebody that I would want to start and I would definitely have him below all the free agent acquisitions that we've discussed the last you know, this last hour to be honest and then Pittsburgh's defense if you have them roll them out there Buffalo Tennessee a lot of fantasy goodness that should be in this game 53 point over under Buffalo's only favored by five and a half I know this is on the road but that line is tricky to me I wonder what Vegas knows that I don't I love obviously Josh Allen in this game probably not starting any Titans other than Derrick Henry and, I mean, if you have Julio Jones and A.J. Brown, I get rolling them out there, but I don't know what to expect from them. They're probably going to be passing a lot, which is definitely good for them, and I think Ryan Tannehill is capable to attack them. But the Buffalo secondary has been really, really good at covering these receivers, and those edge rushes have been really, really good at pressuring the quarterback, and the Titans' offensive line has stunk all season. So that's kind of the state of this team. I think if you have A.J. Brown, you've wait, been waiting to use him, in three receiver leagues, you're definitely starting them. I, I would start them probably in some two receiver leagues, depending on your roster, but I don't think it's a given. I don't. I, I have them as my wide receiver 17 right now. I have guys like CeeDee Lamb, Keenan Allen, Michael Pittman, Mike Williams, players like that over him, and I, I could even see me bumping him down just a little bit, but it depends, man. I think there could be some garbage time. I think A.J. Brown is talented enough to take advantage of some matchups, but Travis White is a stud cornerback, and this, as I said, this team is really, really good. 
Emmanuel Sanders, somebody that I think you can definitely entertain as well. He's just been balling out. Tennessee is the worst defense at defending this wide receiver position. They're just terrible at it. So Emmanuel Sanders, Stephon Diggs, he's, this is a 40-point game for Stephon Diggs calling it now. He's going to have like 40 fantasy points in this game. It's just a smash, prime time spot. Our star player hasn't been getting fed. We're going to feed him. Everybody's going to witness it, and everybody's going to love this guy. I think that's what's going to happen with Stephon Diggs. I think if you're heading into your Monday game down by 35 points, I think you could be confident Stephon Diggs is going to pull what Devontae Adams did in week 15 last year or week 16 last year against Tennessee in a primetime game on Sunday Night Football. Now, we'll wait and see if that happens, but I, I'm calling that. I think Stephon Diggs is going to go for at least 33 fantasy points on Monday Night Football against the Tennessee Titans. But I don't think I'm starting Cole Beasley with his with his production kind of dipping a little bit. It's been more of an Emmanuel Sanders thing now. I think I'm comfortable starting Emmanuel Sanders here. Definitely comfortable with starting Dawson Knox. Definitely comfortable with starting Zach Moss, who I have as a top 16 running back this week. He's just involved in the passing. He gets the goal line work. And you would figure that the Buffalo Bills, one of the hottest teams in football right now, is able to gain a nice lead on Tennessee where there's going to be a lot of running in the fourth quarter Devin Singletary I'm not as excited about he's still involved though enough to to kind of annoy Zach Moss owners but it's Zach Moss and I I think he's definitely somebody that should be started in a lot of leagues it doesn't feel great but he's producing and he's produced all season as for the defenses, Buffalo's defense, you could definitely play. All right, everybody, please check out the rankings over at Big Blue View. I am Nick Filato, and this is Filato's Fantasy Corner. Check out all of our great Giants content, NFL content, draft content, fantasy content over at Big Blue View. And please have a lovely day. Take care, everybody. Best of luck this week, and hopefully the Giants get a win. Take care. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on? Oh, mom. No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.